Bum, bum, bum. It's really happening. Welcome oh to Dragon Talk. We are live on the internet right now. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you. This is going to happen. Is, it's happening right now. Are they there? They're are there. Are the people there? They can see you. Why are we doing this? <laughs> uh, I am Greg Tito. Hello. Uh, it's good to see you. I'm here with my co-host. What's your name again? I'm so scared right now. <laughs> we Shelly. also have our guest, Suzanne. Hi, over Suzanne. Here. No. She's not scared. She, I am happy terrified. She is holding it. She's <laughs> holding it together very well, unlike my co-host, Shelly Mazzanoble. I, I don't know why it feels so different. It's totally different. But it it's feels not. bright. Like it, well, it is brighter. Because we got Ryan's on that side instead of that side. That that is a big change. Oh, hey. That changes Sarah. everything. You guys have know, a fancy right? studio now. We do. Cleaned it up pants. a little. Got this soundproofing. You could do all kinds of stuff in here. That's true. We That's what we do. Know. We do all kinds of things in here, including what we're doing now, which is doing Dragon Talk live. Uh, this Can't is the podcast. We're doing uh, we usually do an intro. Where we talk about what happened, right? So yeah, we have like a little bit of. There was a big event. What happened? It was an event that had some food. Food. I remember the food. Remember food the food? Was there was like a crying child. That was mine. There was a dog. Did you know that I stole a cookie too from? I told you to steal a cookie. I was like, just go take it from over there. It was like under a stack of things, <laughs> and he was like, where's my cookie? I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I just found it. You see, and then he was but, like hopped up on cookies. Okay, so two things. We're talking the, about the stream of annihilation, by the, the way, which was uh, June first and second. Feels we like it was just second, yesterday. Second. Yes, where we talked about the stream of annihilation, the tomb so of annihilation storyline that's coming out. Uh, in store September 8th and September 19th all wide. So good. And it will be out on September 8th for Roll20. Yeah. Oh, you do the early releases. We do the too. early releases. What? Yep. So, Just uh, want to make sure that got out there. You guys heard that. You heard it here first. The stream was awesome. It was fun. It was a really good event. You did a really good job. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, because yeah. you talked about what you talked about something that was really, really like important. Uh, just something I've been working on for like ever. What is it? Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. I love saying it on the hill. On the hill in a house. <laughs> no. Is Magdalena in it? Magdalena is always in it. Oh, nice. she actually is in it. No. Oh, okay. okay. But I bet <laughs> she would. In she spirit. would love Baldur's She's Gate. She's just behind. She would. Magdalena and Ball. And Ball mm-hmm. just hanging Heather. out. I want to dispel all rumors. I do not look anything like Ball. I don't know what you're talking you about. You totally. Did, what do you think? I haven't. I didn't see the comparison. Now I really want to. You got to grow so. your hair up a little bit more. Yeah. Do it. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's totally your Halloween costume now. Hair and makeup, please. Speaking Quick. of, that was what I liked best about the stream of Annihilation. What? Hair and makeup. So fancy. They were like. They were on it. They were on it. These lovely ladies. Yeah. Came. What do you want to do today? Yeah. Oh, I just, just you're gonna make me look beautiful, please. Yeah, you're like this is all the things. <laughs> Can you make yeah. me not get turned bright red on camera, please? <laughs> Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, she was. They were really good. The best part was getting uh, like all the grizzled old folks who didn't want to get hair and makeup. I'm like, you, you need who some. You need some hair that? and makeup. Yeah, I'm not gonna name names, but there were a few who were like, oh, I don't need it. I'm like, uh, but you were into it. it. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, but you were like a theater major. You were right. used yeah. to that. Kind I mean, of thing. not like you don't have to put pancake on and like you know, like I didn't <laughs> like high school for some reason we had like you know like it was a, a half inch thick level because like, you were makeup. in high school and you right. didn't really know. Yeah, how yeah. To that. it was none of that. It was just like a touch up and you wouldn't even know it was there. So my mom watched um, my interview. <gasps> she Yay! did. My mom, my dad, and my brother. And they don't know anything really That's about yeah. D&D yeah. and my mom. All she kept talking about was how much she liked Mike Merles. <laughs> He's a really great talker. Way better than you. He is just wonderful. What He seems like a really nice man. You should work with him more. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. She's like, we didn't know what you were talking about, but it, it sounds exciting. 
Well, I went oh. on right after you, and I could see you, both of you, on the camera. And I was like, okay, they did it. I can, I can do it. I can do it. Shelly's really good at this. I can do this. Oh, they were so you, you, you helped me. Really? Gird my loins. Really? To get on camera. Ooh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> see? You, you, had the, you had the courage and now all you're you helping me. It's, yeah. it's, in, it's inside us. Guys, we're helping each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think there's all like bumping it up and be like, Elevate. we can do this. We're at a circular Elevate. table. It's like a symbol of unification, guys. It's for <laughs> a sacrifice. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't this awesome, That's though? Also. Speaking of uh, sacrifices, hey. yeah. uh, we are going to be putting our hands into the, the, the green devil I'm face. Not. There. We're doing what now? Oh, it, never oh, mind. We, there <laughs> shall be no annihilating happening. You go uh, first. Do you know who made yeah. this for me? No. Holly Conrad did. You're okay. kidding. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Commander Just Holly. that up? She did. She was like, I wanted to give this to you for, you know, putting on the show and making everybody happy. Yeah, at the stream of Annihilation. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. Now I feel like I should have gotten you something. This is this. Okay. I, she she said it came from all everybody, so okay. you, you don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, but and thank me. you to Holly because it was amazing. Uh, it looks exactly like oh, and I got it in the shirt form nice. here too, of really course. Cool. Um, and uh, it looks awesome. And when we we're gonna okay. move our offices pretty soon. When we do that, I'll, I'll have it'll be a permanent, more permanent fixture. Oh really? Yeah. You guys are moving. We're moving our desks, not our office. Okay. Yeah, the office the office building are changed, yeah. but like inside the building, we're, we're yeah, moving okay. stuff cool. around. Cool. So just yeah. change every season. Yeah, kind of like your hair. Except it's like every week. For every D&D storyline, we should just change and have a, a new theme. I think, yeah, I think we got to get the magic folks on, on board with that. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. We'll make it happen. Yeah, they're totally on board. Sounds good. Well, thank you, Holly. This was amazing. Uh, I, I love it. And thank you to everybody cool. who watched Stream of Annihilation. It was a lot of fun to put on. Yep. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, we got to talk about the new adventure, which is super exciting. Um, and speaking of that, we got a lore segment uh, about a facet of uh, uh, the Tomb of Annihilation story uh, coming right at you. It's about the Aarakocra. Spoiler Ooh. alert. Um, but we just recorded it in live uh, last time. So those of you who are watching this live I, for the first time on Twitch, you already saw yeah. it. Uh, but this is for our podcast listeners at home. Oh. We'll throw it to that segment. I don't know. time travel. I don't know. I, it's, we're, I have no idea what's happening We're right in now. the future past right now. Oh. Okay. No, the past perfect future yeah, I don't, tense. I don't do that. One of those. No. All right. Well, we're going to listen to it now and make with the ping pongs. <gasps> Bong, ping, bong, ping. Uh, welcome to a Lore You Should Know segment. Uh, and I am joined by these two wonderful people, which you can see in the flesh for the first time. Uh, Mr. Chris Perkins. Howdy, everybody. First time you've seen him ever <laughs> in the world. And uh, Matt Cernet. Hello. He, this is the, the second time you've seen him in the world. These are our true forms. <laughs> you have evolved, finally. Excellent. Uh, so this Lore You Should Know segment, we talk about little bits of uh, Dungeons & Dragons lore. Uh, talk about its uh, involvement with uh, the Forgotten Realms timeline, as well as just general tidbits that you can use in your own games. Uh, and today's topic is Aarakocra. Yes, yes. Aarakocra. They are the flying bird people of Dungeons & Dragons. When did, uh, when did they first appear? In uh, D&D, they first appeared in the first edition Fiend Folio. Fiend Folio, that is correct, yeah. Yep, first monster in the Fiend Folio. Double A. Yep. <laughs> Got to make sure you get it in there first. That old advertising trick. <laughs> yeah. Get it in uh, at the top of the list. Yeah, the frequently misspelled bird people, as, yes, uh, as yes. you referred to it. Uh, so uh, frequently misspelled, so I can see uh, going through my files, I was looking around, and it's spelled wrong in various printed products probably at <laughs> least a dozen times. But thankfully in 5th edition, not yet. <laughs> We've got like the extra gnomes looking at it to make sure that we, uh, uh, we keep it. I have to re look it up every time. It's A-A-R-A-K-O-C-R-A? Yes. Yes. Correct. Nice. Nailed it. Uh, so they appeared in the Fiend Folio. What kind, of, what kind of monster were they? 
Well, uh, they're um, bird people. They, they look a little different in the Fiend Folio than they do now in 5th edition uh, in that they had sort of their um, hands at the bend of the wing, the sort of hinge of the wing, and mm. then they had the, the wing coming down on either side. And they actually look pretty fearsome. Right. Um, and they're described as, um, uh, I don't know, generally, I, I was looking at a description earlier this morning, generally pretty fearsome, but... Then in later editions, they became kind of just the... Yeah, we realized they couldn't scratch themselves, so we had to... <laughs> <laughs> the, nice, the nice peaceful race or something. Yeah. So they kind of got, they kind of got sort of fobbed off as this... Uh, yeah, that those they're they're good race, so they're they're just nice and and they're so they're they were one of the good monsters, uh, not originally, not were, originally, they were really a neutral aligned. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because they they uh, appear in a lot of different products over the the, the years and various adventures and um, they're in Spelljammer, they're in Dark Sun, mm-hmm. they're in Greyhawk, they're in Forgotten Realms. Uh, there are Dragonlance. I Any think. world that has a double A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a double A in your in your in your vocabulary. It right. just doesn't work. Um, yeah. So they're 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 all over the place. Um, I was I was looking into it this morning and I found out that they have two gods. Two gods. Yeah. That the, created them. That well, one is one is listed there's as the creator and the other is uh, listed as their primary deity. But it basically it boils down to the fact that one was in a dragon article and somebody forgot it was there and they invented a new one and, <laughs> and so they still have them both in theory but we don't generally refer to either of them very much because uh, they just didn't get a whole lot of traction. Were they, you mentioned they were mentioned in uh, uh, Adventures. What uh, Were there Adventures that you remember that specifically used them very well? Not or? very often. Um, there's a Dragonlance Adventure, I think it's like Dragons of Light or mm-hmm. something like that um, where there's like a, a whole um uh, plateau or something like that, where there's a bunch of Aarakocra you can interact with. Mm-hmm. I th- I think there's, as far as I know, only two novels in which they're mentioned. In one case, it's a passing reference, and in another, uh, it's a gnome illusionist pretending to be Aarakocra very briefly. <laughs> uh, so that's funny. That's a, it's a D and D monster that I remember hearing so much about, but it doesn't seem to have like a. a, a no, they appeared some... once or twice in a couple of the UK series adventures. Um, as a lot of fiend folio monsters did, mm-hmm. uh, if you were if you were a monster that was born in the fiend folio, the odds of you showing up in, in one of those early adventures was pretty slight, unless the adventure itself came out of the UK. Makes exactly. sense. Yeah. Makes sense. And then, how did they change over the editions? Did uh, second edition make a, a, a big shift? I, I wouldn't say so. I think. I mean, a lot of times, what happened with with first and second edition is uh, things stayed pretty stable. Um, a lot of uh, sort of details about like height and weight and things like that were often nailed down in second edition. You right. know, really needed to know that an elephant weighed this much and then an Eric Coker weighed this much. The hollow um, bones. Yeah, so that kind of a thing. But uh, it wasn't really, I don't think, until fifth that we started to change things a little bit. Yeah, we started to introduce some lore in second um, with things like the Wind Dukes and mm. uh, some Planescape material and Aarakocra got swept up <laughs> in in that in the tornado. Yeah. Of... So a lot of a lot of lo- a lot of that lore was then picked up and kind of added to the Aarakocra later to say, and and really wasn't codified until late yeah. that Aarakocra are beings with elemental ties mm. to to air specifically. I'm yeah. Assuming. I mean, yeah. And in in second edition and in Planescape and that kind of thing, uh, they're very much just tied to the the air. Planes and, and in Spelljammer, whenever there's a sort of airy world, 
there's always Eric Okra there yeah. in the airy world, which, by the way, I have to correct myself. There was not, in a previous podcast, as I mentioned, a world in which there was terrasques that ate giant gold beetles. There's two separate worlds, one with terrasques and one with giant gold beetles. Never the twain shall meet. So I can apologize for... <laughs> That's important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very different. Very different worlds. <laughs> nice. So the, uh, so the, how, how were the Aarakocra related to the, the Wind Dukes of Aqua when, when that was Well, happening? there's... The, everything's got the double A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say Aqua, but it's Aka. Aka, yeah. Aka. Aka. And then there's also the Vati, and that has two A's in it. Yes. D-A-A-T-I. Yeah. So you can't fly with feathers unless you've got double A's. Remember that. And uh, then, so, like, the there's this sort of story with the Rod of Seven Parts, where the Rod of Seven Parts is one of these um, uh, artifacts in first edition D&D and so on, and doesn't have much description. And second edition has a description that it mentions the Winduke Savaka and... That came up in the big box set, the Rod of Seven, named right. the Rod of Seven Parts. Right. And that developed with Skip Williams and turned into a giant super adventure with all of that kind of information in there and uh, Miska the, well, the Wolf Spider and uh, yeah. Queen of Chaos and so on. And that was uh, picked up again in third edition in bits and pieces. It's one of those bits of lore that rattles around that isn't doesn't get a lot of focus, but every now and then people kind of dip in and, yeah. you know, kind of put their own little twist on it. And I remember the, the Age of Worms campaign was where uh, that was first introduced to me, all that yep. that lore about the, those, 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 that ancient battle on the, on the Wind Dukes. Uh, right. Uh, and so, yeah, no, it's interesting that a lot of people, their touchstones, you're right, like they, they hear about it and then it's something that has ripples yep. throughout all of D&D lore. So since the Wind Dukes were instrumental in the creation of the Rod of Seven Parts as this instrument with which to defeat Mishka the Wolf Spider mm-hmm. and her demonic legions, uh, it later just sort of became embedded in the Aarakocra lore that it, it could be that Aarakocra communities have fragments of the rod and that they're guarding them from other beings who would try to assemble the rod and use it for ill. Um, so that's kind of one of the hooks we toy with in 5th edition that, yeah, you can sort of bring the rod of seven parts into your uh, modern campaign and use the Aarakocra as sort of uh, window dressing right. for that story. Right. Yeah. And in the uh, Forgotten Realms in the north, there's an area of uh, the, a large settlement of Aarakocra in sort of the high forest area. And even way back when in second edition materials, uh, they're, they're associated with the star mounts. And the star mounts are these mountains with these giant crystals on them and so on in the middle of the high forest. And there's this fierce wind up there that only the Aarakocra can fly through, basically, mm-hmm. unless they're unless you're like a super huge dragon, nothing else can fly through besides the Aarakocra. So there's even there that element and, and that tie to the element of wind and air and that kind of a thing. That so. makes sense. Now and they do also show up in other places of the world, including Chult. Yes. Um, pretty much you can find Aarakocra wherever there are mountain Aries and other high roosts. Um, but yes, in Tomb of Annihilation, they show up uh, quite prominently as, as being one of the kind of major intelligent species that have inhabited Chult, and they live on the mountaintops, and uh, there's a particular location in Tomb of Annihilation that's described in detail, which is the monastery of Kir Sabal, which clings to the side of a plateau, and mm-hmm. the Aarakocra have taken it over and turned it into a nest. And uh, what, how does their, uh, uh, at least you know, even in, in Chult, how does their um, society get formed? Like, they, is it clannish? Is it family-based? Like, what, what is it... It's generally small sort of tribal groups. Yeah. Um, 
like little congregations. Yeah, there's. I, I think it's in. I'm pretty sure it's in the Forgotten Realms. Um, realm space that sort of spell jammer with all the different worlds. Right, and so. which we talked about in the yeah. course of a couple I'm, weeks ago. One of those worlds is has a bunch of lizard folk in a sort of a giant civilized you know planet, basically taking the role of humans, and then. Aarakocra being kind of like the role of orcs almost in that world where they're sort of this tribal force that's antagonistic towards the lizard folk. And I so see. On. So, right. Yeah, they're always sort of a tribal force. And and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so I always imagine um, a, a, they, they don't, they say that they don't have sort of a sense of uh, possessions and that kind of a thing. So I think of a, a, of a society that's... Um, uh, very ephemeral. You know, they don't really write things down. I don't think it's probably just their, their hands are storytelling. Not as well, dexterous. well, I mean, in fourth, fifth edition, we give them we give them hands. Okay, they have actual hands, right? Okay, yeah. But they're not like making paper and ink and all that kind of stuff. They're not craftsmen. No, no they, they don't. Oral tradition. Yeah, and, you know. Um, and so, yeah, if you're if you're fortunate, uh, you can make friends with the Aarakocra in Tomb of Annihilation, and they can help you complete your quest, and in, in the tomb story, they've got a very specific role, uh, at least the Aarakocra of Kyr Sivaldu, and that is they're protecting something, mm. and you can find out what it is they're protecting and why. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, I like that they're always at the, you know, above, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, living in mountains and plateaus, you know, yeah. so in, in Schult especially, that'll be uh, super helpful so that they avoid all the dangers of below the tree line. Well, that's just it. If, if you want to avoid the worst in Schult, you could do worse than find a friend who can fly. That's true. Yes. Um, <laughs> and speaking of which, I mean, is there? I, I know there's a lot of people who would love to to play as an Aarakocra uh, player character. What uh, what kind of advice would you give to to those kind of players or the DM who has pick to up deal the with Volos Guide to Monsters? Yes. Yes. Yep. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Therein, you will find uh, information on playing Aarakocra as a player race. Nice. Is it, uh, uh, you know, I guess having the, the ability to fly changes up the, the, the dynamic at the table for sure. It does. It, it means also that the DM is going to have to throw more pteranodons. <laughs> Keep the Aarakocra character on us. That's good. Uh, so the, the deities that you mentioned, just going back to them, uh, are they, uh, you know, it sounds like they're a little bit more of a, uh, a pious uh, race. Uh, I don't know if I'm putting that on them, but... You know, it's, it's, what, what kind of I, values do they, do they uh, adhere to? I mean, I would, I would say that they, they, they might be some spiritual or something, uh, but uh, the, the deities that are mentioned in, in the lore are, the first one was in Dragon Magazine, that was Kroka. Kroka. <laughs> and guess which letters that uses. Uh, <laughs> so, and has a double A. Um, and then the other one was uh, Sirenita, which is um, the one from Monster Mythology, and that one actually has uh, a lot more references in the lore later on. It continues on to be referenced in um, Planescape and that kind of a thing. Uh, they are not particularly interesting. Sirenita just is really nice. Uh, Sirenita is a member of the... Uh, there's a weird sort of organization of sky and and sea deities uh, that has a funny name. I don't remember what it is now. Uh, let me see if I can find it before. Right, right. But there do, it is. are they... Okay, go ahead. It's the Asathal Hoth <laughs> <laughs> Hot. 
David Hasselhoff. <laughs> okay, so it's a terrible name, but <laughs> um, but the the interesting part about that is is that written into this little bit of lore that I find fun in monster mythology is that that's a contraction of a much larger elven term, meaning those who have their being in the sea haunted by the true dream, Ooh. which is just sort of nice and poetic. You know, it's yeah. it's like an interesting little thing there, like, evocative. Yeah, yeah. right. So, uh, but the the asaf, uh, uh, nah, nah, um, <laughs> you know, is there's a bunch of different deities that are I- involved in that, and um, apparently they all it hang will out. forever now be known as the Hasselhoff, <laughs> the Hasselhoff pantheon. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all hang out in the upper plains and That's swim two A's in, in Oceania, of course. And, right. Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff, <laughs> large hairy chests, leather jackets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can see them having the need for speed. Uh, yes. Uh, so yeah, if you want to uh, play as an Aerocokra uh, Top Gun enthusiast, I think you can. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ride the highway to the danger zone. Awesome. Oh my. Anything else on uh, Aerocokra we want to uh, leave uh, our wonderful listeners? Hey, anybody at home, if you have any uh, questions, feel free to pop it into chat real quick, and I'll see if I can get it answered. If it's a good question, it has to be good. Uh, let's see. In fourteen or four eighteen dr, apparently that is when the Aerocokra arrive from the Mastika um, continent in Forgotten Realms. They came from Mastika? Yes. Oh, okay. So, because remember, uh, with creator races, there is the Aeri, right. who, who are ancestors slash creators of the Aarakocra in the Forgotten Realms. Um, and they kind of just went off onto that continent over there. And so, in theory, they come back as Aarakocra. In, uh, timeline-wise, r- roughly a thousand years ago for... Realms. Got it. Every and thousand years is the great Aarakocra migration. And they try, they're like, yeah, there's the uh, uh, <laughs> Richard Attenborough narrated, narrated yeah. documentary to make it all happen. Uh, but apparently, I think I think they were in the you know, element, Elemental Evil Player's Companion is where the Aarakocra as a player race were uh, uh, listed. Is that? They, yes. yes. They are there. Yes. Yep. So thank you, Chad, for pointing that out to us. Uh, 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 what's in our own books? It always helps. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, talking about Aerococra with me. Uh, we'll be doing more Lore You Should Know with these live over the next uh, few months as we get to Tomb of Annihilation. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, we'll get better, probably. <laughs> no, we'll get worse. <laughs> Are we, are we really here? That was the magic of time travel. That was a really great uh, uh, lore segment, wasn't it, you guys? Yes. Did you get to listen to everything about the bird people? Yes. The Aarakocra? Oh Very pretty. I learned so much. I did, too. I know everything now. Yes. So much. Yeah. Chris Burkett was sitting in know. that exact seat where you are oh, right now. No, he wasn't, because I was too short for the exact seat oh, that Chris that's true. was sitting in. Yes. They had to give me a booster seat. Oh. Because <laughs> I was like this. We got some phone And they were like... <laughs> I'm still sitting up as straight as I can. Do you remember phone books? Yeah, you remember phone books? Do you at home? uh, (laughs) Caller, are you there? Uh, (laughs) That's a Donahue reference for nobody that will get that either. Oh, do you remember Donahue? You guys remember Donahue? (laughs) Right around the time of phone books. (laughs) Sally, just Raphael. Yeah. Uh, Yes, no, phone books were these big things that you would Mm -hmm. get in the mail. For children. You would actually to sit on. To drive cars. Dial a phone. The rotary phone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That, that fully. <laughs> I had friends that were like. Do you remember a rotary phone? I you might played be with little. one as a child. <laughs> the one that they you would toy, pull on like a, a toy one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the eyeballs that go. Blah, 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 blah. 
Did you hit your friend who had like a, the last four digits of or his or her number was like nine nine eight seven? And I'm like, oh god, it takes so long yeah. to oh, dial their yes, number. It was yes, like yes. click 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 nine. Only to get the busy signal. Oh, god, call waiting didn't even exist back then. Nope. Doesn't We're really time traveling today. Trying to dial nine nine nine. You're just hope you don't Kids mess up because yeah, you might need emergency. Or really like fast. Wrong numbers were. Like, oh yeah, they happen all the time. Yeah. Now someone calls the wrong number and gets me, and I go, "Tell, tell me your life story." <laughs> I don't understand how this could possibly happen. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna swipe left Clearly on this, the your story. Wants us to talk. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, thank you for joining us on yep. our yeah. uh, 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 live version here. You're local so to fancy. Seattle, right? I am. Yep. I live very close by. Yeah. Well, you can yeah. come anytime and be on the show. I I'm always here. I'm always in the hallway. She's always she, here. I didn't know that. That's so now we crazy. know. She's always here. Uh, <laughs> this <is> really stealthy. <laughs> so um, uh, for those who are listening who may not know uh, what Roll20 is, uh, why, why don't you uh, enlighten everyone? Yeah. Roll20 is a virtual tabletop. So if you want to play D&D and maybe your friends live across the country or you don't have a local group to join in with, you can go online on the Magical Internets and you can find a group there. You can join a group. I can't decide whether to look at you guys or look I know. at the camera. So I'm just going to like do this. Just look everywhere. Yeah, That's always the best everywhere. thing. Everywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can join Roll20. It's at roll20.net. Uh, it's completely free. We do have paid subscriptions, but they are completely optional. You can play 100%. Everything that you need is available for free. And then you can get super cool extra features if you want to pay for one of our subscriptions, like dynamic lighting. So if you're a DM, you can control what people see. Oh, see, I want tabletop. some dynamic lighting right now. <laughs> you can control what people see you're and they won't be able to see you. Is that it? In a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So it works uh, in the map so that people, like the players can only see what they can see. Exactly. So That's really cool. Yeah. So we have a bunch of D&D modules and the idea is everything's, everything, everything that existed in the book is in the module version. So you can one-click start a game of... Storm King's Thunder, Lost Mine of Fandelver, and pop in, and all the maps are laid out. All the encounters, the tokens are mm-hmm. laid out on the grid. So you can come around a corner and be like, ah, there's goblins there. What do they do? And you can click on them. There's a clickable character sheet. Uh, every single thing from the book is organized in handouts by chapter and then by section. And so you can find things really easily. And it's basically just supposed to be a super, super easy way to play D&D online. Nice. I almost feel like I could DM a game. I like DM a game. All just there. I am DMing my first ever D and D game. Because <gasps> normally I would be like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But I am. I'm playing. I'm. We've only had one session, but our second one is this week of Storm King Slender. So, cool. so you've already done one. I've already done one. How session. did it go? They're not dead. So that's good. Is that good or bad? If I know, DM? actually. But no. So opening, first session, first, you generally don't want to kill them all. Yeah, because we're starting from level one. So they're just, they got to Nightstone and they killed some goblins and it's no big deal. So it was it was actually great. It helps that I'm playing with people who know me. But all. That always helps. All, that always helps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you can use, also use Roll20 as like just a campaign aid, too. Like it's at the table, even if you're not playing online. Yeah. A lot of people do that. Absolutely. Yeah. We have uh, a compendium. Which has it has the SRD base, so free access because it's SRD. So you can go in and look up all kinds of stuff about races and whatnot. And then we also cool. have the monster manual and Volo's Guide to Monsters uh, purchasable, so you can expand it into all that cool non-SRD content. Content. Nice. So yeah. So if when you say uh, there's goblins and yeah, so is it the dungeon master who's putting goblins? Yeah, like, I mean if you could just be like. I'm gonna put some goblins. You over could here. put more goblins. I'm gonna put them over here. Yeah, some here and like they're just they just pull from their little 
Menagerie of Monsters? Pretty and much, yeah. There was, there's something called, uh, I mentioned the compendium, and there's actually a tab within the Roll20 tabletop. So you can type in goblin, and it'll say, oh, you mean this? This goblin? That's, well, a goblin would be in the SRD, but, you know, the, maybe the monster manual version with the token and the stats all attached, and be like, yes, that's what I want to add. And you click and you drag, and you plop it on the tabletop, and then you it's attached to a character sheet and everything that tracks oh. how alive or dead it is as you slowly kill it. Because you're going to kill it, right? I mean, I hope you're going to kill a goblin. Unless it's a really nice goblin who can give us some information that we might need. Yeah. And then we'll just choke him out a little. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stay down while I ask you questions. Yep. Yeah. You can tell how uh, uh, Shelley the Sorcerer rolls. You're like, we'll just choke him out a little bit and make him him feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Make him feel bad about himself. Yeah. Yeah. As he cries in his French accent. (laughs) (laughs) All my goblins are French. Wait, all your goblins are French? Yeah. This makes perfect sense. I actually they're, they're all Monty Python French, though. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. all, ah, your mother was a hamster. <laughs> Filthy English can... I throw a spear at you. <laughs> not, very, not very good French accent. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's, uh, <laughs> well, goblins wouldn't do a really good French accent. No, anyway, that's right. So. It would yeah. be like goblins trying to do a French accent. Yeah, because so your accent is perfect. Because they're translating from goblin to common, probably. Right. So it translate lost in translation i like the idea of these goblins that are actually monty python fans <laughs> that's where they learn that's where they learn uh. common <laughs> from watching monty python yeah. <laughs> i had a friend who was italian but he learned english from beastie boy songs oh Aww. yeah so he's always like ad rock he's always like yeah, rhyming. yeah. <laughs> he's really good at rhyming yeah yep. yeah all of his things ended like a dent yes dun, 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 dun. yep i feel like that would help you out in the dating world it's Ooh. like you just yeah. spoke in Beastie Boy lingo. <laughs> that should be a new language. But for a very specific, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, significant other, yes. Well, like they either get it. Or they don't. Or they don't. Or they don't. And I'm not sure which would work better, actually. <laughs> hmm. There's only one way to find out. Let's all start dating right now. Let's we'll do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, With Beastie right, speed boys. dating. It's like a Bachelorette oh, episode. Oh, this is like, oh. We didn't talk about the news of The Bachelor. No, we didn't talk about it. Is there news? Paradise. In, <gasps> yeah. Oh, is it, they're not going to do that show again, are they? Well, maybe not because something terrible happened. Good. What happened? We don't know. There they was all a, like an, an altercation happened in a swimming pool that's like shutting the whole production down. They sent everybody home. Oh my God. Full on investigation. Oh, so they were, actually, they were taping it already. Yes. So I can't even imagine like what was so bad. Did, did, I don't want to joke about someone actually getting hurt. Uh, yeah, that's I know, right? kind of what that so, sounds like. like. I mean, it has to be like like legitimately bad for what, them to actually not. And if there were yeah. roses involved, it would be yeah. really bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so let's anyway. table. Let's table at. Anyway. We'll get, yeah. we'll, once so we know more. Well, I'm just once feeling we know like more. don't don't bring up the bachelor because it's sensitive for me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I was really looking forward to that. I'm pretty sure they're going to cancel it all and Stop. never do it again. That's because uh, that's you're a mean person. That's my platform. <laughs> you're really vote for me. I will shut down the bachelor and the bachelorette and in paradise. How many years has it been on? Like Too many. 20, 15, 20? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it was like one of the first reality ones that came after Survivor. It was like, oh, we can do yeah. dating and Are they keeping the, the floral industry alive <laughs> single-handedly? I know. Pretty much everyone wants a rose now. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but the More most roses. perfect rose. Um, oh, for sure. But getting back to some uh, really fun, because I, I noticed in chat some people are like, oh, they haven't announced XYZ yet. And I'm Ooh, like, well, speaking well, of which, I think Suzanne what? has got something do to you announce. Have some announcements? No, not really. I oh. mean, they're announcements, yes, but they're announcements that have been announced elsewhere. Yes. Uh, most simply that Curse of Strud is coming out really, really soon, which I did get to talk about at Stream of Annihilation, but just to recap, it's coming out June 20th, and pre-orders Whoa, went that's live. that's really soon. Right? And if you're watching live, pre-orders went live today. Today. Right now. Right. Right now. And if you're listening, it's on Monday. 
Yeah. So they're still open today. Sorry, yeah. there's just way too much to keep track of. It's true. Now <laughs> we have to think lot. of like four different timelines. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, too hard. Uh, so yeah, right. So Curse of Stroud is out on Roll20 yeah. for pre-order. For pre-order right now, and it'll be live on midnight Pacific time mm. on June 20th, Whoa. which is this coming Tuesday. Next Tuesday, not this Tuesday. So what do you get when you purchase an adventure uh, in Roll20 uh, versus the book? Well... <laughs> Everything and more. What? Basically. <laughs> what, what, what? Is the, the, the simplest way. The more is, first of all, the functionality. So we counted it up and we estimated, we, we low estimated that it took us 350 hours of campaign preparation to put together Curse of Strahd in Roll20. Whoa. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's, it's a big one. And we did a lot of cool stuff with it. So I'm, I love it. I can't wait to play it. Um, so... Not only is the 100% entire contents of the book in there, including all the encounters and all that other cool stuff, we also did some fun things like, you know, there's 30 battle-ready maps. There's more than 30 battle-ready maps, which means, like, there's dynamic lighting mapped on them, and there's people on the tabletop that you can go and hang out with and kill. And then we did some especially cool stuff that I really like with Strahd. Uh, something that I liked a lot is that there's a lot of shapeshifters in Strahd. <laughs> Strahd himself has four forms. He's a wolf, he's a bat, he's mist, and he's him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, him, space. <laughs> and uh, we did something called rollable tables, which means normally you'd make art out and turn it into a token, and it would sit on the tabletop, and that'd be really cool. But then he would be, he would look like him, and you could open his character sheet and all that stuff. Now we did something so you can click it, and, ooh, he's a bat. Looks like a bat. Oh, well, that's here. cool. Oh, that's and then great. you click it again, and, ooh, he's mist. He's going over there. Whoosh. And that's really cool, and I love that. That's my missed sound effect. Yeah. Yeah. And we did some. Felt cool we missed. Yeah, we did some. Uh, sorry, just really excited about this. No, do it. Do it. <laughs> we did some cool stuff with the Taroka deck. Quick question. Uh-huh. Yes. How do you say Taroka? Uh, t- t- Taroka. Taroka. I say Taroka. I was just thinking. Well, it's like tarot. So is it Taroka? Oh. But I don't think so. No, I trust it's definitely Taroka. Yeah, was Taroka. how we pronounced it in yeah. the office when we were doing it all. I'm down. Yeah. I'm so down. Did, and did you use the art that we came? used the official art, nice. and we made a card deck of the Taroka deck. Oh, cool. So you can you know draw a card and put it down. And we separated them into the high and common deck, like you do with normal tarot cards, and like you do in the book. And then there's also a complete deck. And not only that, but that card deck, that Taroka 3 card deck will be sold separately upon the release date as well. So oh, cool. if you just want that card deck, you can go get it oh my and God. add it to your game. And it's such a good addition to the game even if you're not running Curse of Stroud because it's so uh, this, the art... Uh, the uh, art is beautiful. Yeah, I amazing. Know. Uh, I'm going to forget the guy's name. It was Lukash. Something Lukash. Uh, who did it. All those pencil drawings working with Richard Witters to, to develop all that stuff. It was so good. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, so you can throw that into any campaign that you wanted to have, like, a gamification elephant. Exactly. Elephant. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. A gamification yeah. elephant. That I you have an to... elephant. You do. In and our game. A, and it's a game. Oh. Yeah, nice. Pa- my pack elephant. Uh, and so does it, so just to go back to, the like, at the beginning of the adventure when the Dungeon Master is kind of set out where the different locations of things are yeah. in the Crystal Tread Adventure, is there... Do you have to do that manually, or, or does the Roll20 thing kind of... It guides you through in the in the oh, handout nice. thing, and so you can do all that stuff really, really easily. There, We even made a rollable table for the Gothic Trinkets mm-hmm. table, so that, you know, normally during that preparation, your characters, you could roll on that table and get a cool little thing. Like, there's... Ah, oh, see, I can't remember any of them, but there's, like, cool little trinkets. Like, there's a book of poetry, but yeah. it's, like, spooky poetry. 
I once did it. Oh, in the trink, you were talking about the trinkets where you know it's just like uh, something in somebody's pockets. Things that, that feels your characters have that. around, yeah. just right. random little things, but they're gothic themed trinkets. Yes. Is there actual poetry in the poetry book? I don't think so. I rolled so on it randomly be. once, and I got that book, and then someone said that's like the least useful one. I'm pretty sure uh, Chris Perkins has that per- I know, poetry I'm, in the back of his I'm head. That's what I'm thinking. Like, he off. probably could have. Yeah, it's basically like Emily Dickinson, but more more dark. Yeah, if that's possible, like my Has seventh grade poetry. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, oh. So you wrote the poetry? That I was could. Yeah. I'm yeah, I know, right? If you need some spooky poetry, why not? Right. I'll go back to my old journals. Oh my goodness! All of us goth people, we can just rattle that stuff. I was so not <laughs> really. I just like I just wanted some inks, so I just yeah. cultivated it, pretended that counts. Yeah. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then I like went downstairs and watched Murder She Wrote with my mom and dad. <laughs> That's still kind of gothy, right? It's a mystery. That's, I think it's so. in the same vein. I mean, I'm yeah. watching Murder She Wrote right now, yeah. so <laughs> I'm it holds nine. up. Let me tell you. It, yes, for the most part. <laughs> I saw it was in a. Uh, I randomly go into bookstores, uh, not as often as I used to, but there was the uh, shelf of Murder She Wrote seasons one through no eleven. Way. <gasps> On VHS? Like, I know it was on Blu-ray. And it was like Ooh. I think I think it was on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? This is so great. And I took a picture of it like, yeah, Murder She Wrote, still living large. Yeah. yeah. Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Rocking it. Yeah. I always remembered her from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. 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 I wonder if that holds up. I don't know. Yeah, because also, <laughs> also gothy. Is it? I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it have like flying things and yeah? Because that means goth to me is when there's flying things. That's all. But is it? I goth. can't remember. Is it spooky flying or Mary Poppins-ish? I it's can't Mary Poppins-ish. Yeah, but, but they go into the water at some point. There's, there's a flying a bed. There's a lot of cartoons in it, right? Yeah, it was like that mix is of. Is it supposed to be scary or is it cool? Neither of those. There's neither cool nor scary. Like, it was more like Angela Lansbury doing Mary Poppins-y, and yeah. then they went through, like, they did some adventures. They would go, like, up and down, you know. I, know I they think went Mary the Poppins is a little gothy. All in black. Yeah. Yeah? The right. the book, Mary Poppins, is pretty gothy. Yeah. She's very serious and severe. Yeah. And yeah. then Disney made her chipper. Chipper. Yeah. What is she more at? severe? Like a like the more governess type? Yes. Yeah. She's very she's very like iron backed and looking down her nose and going, mm, you've right. messed up. Except like then the whole thing is she has a twinkle in her eye the whole time and the kids know it and they love her for it. But oh. to the outside world, she's very <laughs> so that's sorry, I love I read love these books. <laughs> I love that sound effect though. I, like, I feel like that's you that should use like that in your like DMing. Good, yes. <laughs> the, the turtle. What are the dragon turtles or turtle? Tortles? Tortles. Tortles. I don't know what they really sound like, but I feel like, like that. that was like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't actually open my mouth very <laughs> wide. Turtle. Yeah. Turtle. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, Curse of Trout is coming out. Yeah, uh, there which is, is very exciting. There's one other thing that I didn't talk about. I keep leaning away from the mic. I'm pretty sure you guys are getting mad at me. <laughs> Look at Ryan. He's so mad. That's Aww. his mad face. <laughs> Look at Ryan. Looks very charming and endearing. The Aww. camera should be on you. No. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> next time, next time he'll be. We'll, we'll set up his like board like right here. So like, we'll just all get mirrors. Yeah, <laughs> turn yeah. it back on him. <laughs> I'll get a yeah, nice. yeah. So what's the final thing in uh, Curse Strand? Because I totally forgot. Is the maps? So you know, there's the isometric maps, Castle Ravenloft that everyone knows and loves, and they're really, really, really cool. But when you put them on a tabletop, there's this grid thing that happens. So we were looking at this, going like, okay, how do we? Hmm. 
okay, how do we, how do, we do this? Because they're not squares, they're rhombuses. So how do I make a token that really wants to fit into a square fit into a rhombus? And what we ended up doing is an in-house, uh, our QA manager actually, Kristen Carlson, mm-hmm. who is awesome. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. <laughs> hey, is Kristen. quite a talented artist in her own right. And she interpreted the, the isometric maps into a top-down format of Castle Ravenloft. Oh, that cool. That are gorgeous. Hmm. I might blow them up in my house at some point <laughs> to put on oh. a house. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we don't know what she does in her spare time. Yeah, cool. no, no. Blows, in Seattle. She prints out maps and then explodes and them. Yeah. Blows them up. Yeah. 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 But keeps, to get it like framed and put it up there. Is that yeah. what you're trying to say? Yeah, nice. it keeps me alive. It gives me I power. I love maps for that reason too. I, I know. Want, Maybe I want, you'll want to do that. I will. Yeah. I'll blow it up. Maybe you'll want to blow some maps up. <laughs> so I should make clear both are available because some people really love isometric and some people really love top down. So we made both available. Top down have all the encounters mapped out. Isometric are there for reference or you can use them for that purpose. Why not? I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Can you move the, your stuff around on them? Just not like on the would? isometric maps because they're not on a grid. The, rhomb- right. the rhombuses, man. <laughs> Geometry was my strongest yeah. subject. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but the top-down maps are so pretty, and it all makes sense. And oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, if you buy uh, in Roll Twenty, if you buy the Curse of Strahd thing, could you then you then have all those pieces that you could use in other adventures? Like, could you use Kurt like? Uh, uh, say Strahd. This is a question from chat, which oh, I'm yeah. getting. Yeah. Can you use Strahd in like Storm King's Thunder? You, hmm, I mean, it's not impossible, let's put it that way. Um, one of the Roll20 Pro subscription features is something called the Transmogrifier, which does allow you to transfer things, uh, everything from maps to tokens to characters, from one game to another. Okay. So if there were two games that you created, and one was Storm King's Thunder and one was Curse of Strahd, and obviously you'd bought both of those products so that you have legal access to them, then you could uh, move one some elements to, from one to the other. Yeah, you could absolutely do that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That makes sense. Because yeah, yeah, who knows really if you want like your vampire just to show up. And yeah. You do. And yeah. Then, Let's take these the giants to, to Ravenloft. Why not? Yeah. We're doing it. We're going to bring them to uh, Chult, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because Tomb of Annihilation is coming out. Yeah. Yeah? You guys working hard on that? Not yet. <laughs> oh. As soon as you get the files. As soon as you get the files. Is that early release? Can, Chris Lindsay. Can I have it? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Here you go. I have it in there. For you're, you are. You're always stalking around the building. I just know. Like log into his computer and get it. I just pop out of like a random office, be like, "Can I have those files?" So you have like what 325 hours of production <laughs> to do uh-huh. between now and September 8th. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that there's no uh, isometric problems. That's there. right. That's you don't right. Have to do I that. mean, we've done it before. We've done it on all of them. The things about making a Roll Twenty version of a product is that we're making it a Roll Twenty version of a already finished product. So the right. product has to be done, done, done before we can get our grubby little hands on it. And then we do a lot of other stuff to it and add a lot of functionality and stuff. So we make it into a whole Roll20 thing. But first the product has to be done, which means that we've gotten really, really good at fast turnarounds. <laughs> That's, <good. laughs> That's awesome. Insert nervous laughter here. <laughs> <laughs> You guys have gotten really good at it, which is awesome. So I think that's uh, uh, something to shoot for is getting everybody can, you know, so they don't feel like they have to buy uh, the adventure and then if they want to integrate it with, you know, have the convenience of it being in Roll20 for them. You can always buy the adventure and, you know, run it yourself in Roll20, you know, uh, uh, manually. It's just you're buying the convenience of having all those bits and pieces in Roll20. Exactly. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very easy. Right. I like it. How long have you worked there? Been there a year and a half. That's it? Yeah. Oh, no way. Well, the company's only been up for five years. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we're a wonderful baby company with giant muscles or something. <laughs> Lots of charisma. Baby. Yeah. Lots baby of charisma. Giant muscles. 
That's really cool. Yeah. So were you, what's your gaming background? Did you have, were you a I'm, gamer before you? I'm a personal gamer. Yeah. I'm a video gamer. I uh, have... <laughs> unofficially. I was in the gaming closet for a really, really long time. Oh. Why? You didn't want to tell anyone? No, I wasn't allowed to play video games oh. as a kid. I was one of those. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. So You didn't have like a, a console or anything like that? My, my biggest video gaming regret or other general gaming regret is that like I've never really played Nintendo 3DS. Mm. Never played anything. No, definitely not Atari and like nothing else really. But I would go to friends' houses and be like... That's what I would do. <clears throat> I'll be, I'll be here. <laughs> Except then I would suck because I hadn't played it. And then they'd be like, I just can't watch you be so bad. <laughs> so it, never, hurts. it hurts. It hurts. So I never really got good until I went to college and started like buying my own consoles and got a PS2, which was like a sneaky backdoor deal. So yeah. Here, take my money. I'll take your old thing. Yeah. And then yeah. GTA 3 was like the yeah. the best game ever. That, and PS2 for me, was like that. For me, it was Dragon Age, actually. Oh, really? Dragon Age Origins. And then I'm a big RPer. And then that's how I play D&T, too, is like all my D&D sessions are very RP gaming heavy. So yeah, all those RP video games, I'll never stop. Never. That's pretty cool. That's cool. I wasn't allowed to play video games either yeah. when I was a kid. It was like a uh, my dad was an engineer, and so he was um, he really wanted me to be able to learn how to do computing, and didn't want me to just focus on games. Sure. So I had a brother, an older brother, nine years older than me, who like he got a VIC twenty. It was like their early like Commodore one mm-hmm. that just had like this big thing, and uh, there was a cartridge slot in the back that had like games that you could play on it. And I was so young that I was like, this is so cool, I love this. And I didn't want to do any of the computing stuff. But my dad insisted on it having, I used to have a PC, which is probably why I'm like a PC gamer now more than anything else. And I didn't get a console until, yeah, like, you know, Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. era ish yeah. type things, uh, and it was college. It was the same thing. It was like, right. oh, everybody had it in on the dorm, so you would go in and play GoldenEye and uh, Mario Kart and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd get in trouble for playing Treasure Cove on my dad's DOS computer for so long that he was like, I have to edit law briefs <laughs> with this like adult person's computer now. Time to get off. Small child. Stop playing Treasure Cove. Oh, that's really cute. What was Treasure Cove? I didn't know that game. (laughs) Oh, it was one of those... uh, They tried to market it as educational games. So Treasure... It's always confused me. Treasure Mountain... I don't remember who made them. This is like a while ago. (laughs) 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 This is in the past. We're really time traveling now. Yeah, yeah. But Treasure Mountain, for example, at one point you'd have to do math to keep moving on. But Treasure Cove, I don't think you did... Because I remember being like, I feel like they've removed the educational element and just made this <laughs> a game. But whatever, it's fine. So that game was okay because it w- was educational? or Computer games seem to, like, be a loophole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Just not For me the too. console games. Yeah. So, like, I could play Wishbone's The Odyssey and be Wishbone, the book-reading dog. Oh. And he no, would no, go. No, he no. got sucked into a book of The Odyssey, and he was just going through The Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, like the actual Homer's Odyssey, oh. like going uh-huh. from, like, island to yeah. island? Oh, I loved it. Because those like old puzzle games from the 90s were, the, were just crushingly difficult. Oh, and yeah. There was definitely like a two-month period where I was like, I don't know which pixel to click. I'm tired. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and now you can just look it up online. You're like, this is the pixel right? you need to click to get through the story. Kids nowadays. 
I don't right? know how long. Did you ever play any of those like Infocon games, like the text-based ones that was like yeah. go north, go south? Yeah, yeah. I hated those. I, <laughs> I got tired of dying. Yeah, like, there's a lot of that. Give me stuff so I can kill things. I tried to do the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy one. Oh, super hard. Is it same thing? It's like you gotta know the exact joke that Douglas Adams because I think he wrote a lot of it. Like he actually did of, a lot. Of course of it. he did. He was obsessed with computers. It was so cool, but like you didn't get that content unless you were smart enough to like figure it out. And I was, you know, third grade me was not smart enough to know you what a buffered analgesic was. Playing Hitchhiker's Guide? Yeah, well, because I had the older brother. Like, he, huh. like I had, you know, um. he was like, you know, 12, 13 when I was, you know, hmm. that age, right? Yeah. Fifth, sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. I was reading Hitchhiker's Guide at that when I was in third grade. Nice. Didn't get any of it. Didn't understand a yeah. lick of it. Yeah. Hmm. But I, I was like, oh, my brother read this and I can read it now. Yeah. I can read. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I read it and reread it in high school and I was like, oh, yeah, this is funny. This is really funny. <laughs> Why does everybody like, like this book? I get all these jokes now. Yeah. That's how I was with Daniel Steele. Ooh. <laughs> get all those jokes in Daniel Steele <laughs> when you get older. I started them in third grade and then reread them in sixth grade and I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> I get it now. I actually kind of identify with that. Yeah. Flowers in the air. I might have done that at one yes. point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's creepy. Did yeah. How Stella got her groove back when I was in like fourth grade. Are you serious? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know why people let me read that book. I don't know. My mom <laughs> let me read Jackie Collins, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But that was probably more like middle school. But still, like, she would, like, read them and then hand them off to me, and then we would talk about them. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a little, like, book club. Oh, we did have our, yeah. Oh, oh. whoa. It's like, oh. Now this all makes <laughs> okay. sense. Suddenly, like, you know, the character, you know, flaws and, and things yeah, all came coalesced into one. I see what yeah. she was doing there. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. I had to do that with uh, uh, Dragons of Autumn Twilight. Really? Yeah, because my parents, I, w- I was a voracious reader. Well, I started with my with my brother's stuff, and then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like, all these D&D books. I can read them all and love them. Yeah. And my parents were like, we don't want you reading only fantasy books. Like, you got Aww. there's other books okay. out there. And yeah. I was like, yeah, but they're the only ones I like, and I'm reading way more than my peers are. Like, give me a break. I know. Yeah, I should be happy. So I had to write, like, book reports for my parents about um. the, the the books, yeah. which lasted for like two books. And I was like, do I have to do this anymore? They're like, no, we don't even want to read these. We don't want to know anything about them. <laughs> these are really bad them. book why reports. Did they, <laughs> why did they let you read those books, but they didn't let you play D&D? That's a, I don't, uh, well, they, they, they like strongly discouraged playing D&D. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't so much that they didn't let me because I think if they uh, if they knew was if they, it a mazes and monsters kind of thing? It, or? No, it was more just like a church thing. Oh, like okay. other people at church said it was bad, and so mm-hmm. we also now think it's bad. Yeah. Um, and so they didn't. It, it was just when you're that young, you need them to give you rides places. Yeah. So they and just money. wouldn't. They just wouldn't give me rides to go play D and D, and so I oh, just, wow. I just, and I couldn't make those friends, and you know, and do that. So oh. it kind of put those brakes on it that way. Um, and then when I started to be a teenager and I was meeting people by, you know, having my own life and having like a work and stuff, yeah. I would still kind of do that, but it was, it was frowned upon. You still had the hankering though? I still had the hankering. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I distinctly remember being back to the reading of, of, uh, mm-hmm. the Dragonlance novels. I remember like reading it in my bed and that my dad like <laughs> had just told me like, you shouldn't be reading it. And I was yeah. in my bed and then he opened up the door and I like shoved it aside oh, and like God. put it in between the thing. Captain Underpants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Oh, just read and like I look back at that now, I'm like, man, if that, if that was pornography, I would have right? done the same exact thing. But it was like, no, it's, <laughs> it was it's Dragonlance Dragon. novels. Is that not where everyone's head immediately went? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
He probably would have been so relieved if it was pornography. <laughs> oh, he found oh, that too. He's like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that either. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, why? And he's like, I don't know. Oh, why? <laughs> Why? No. Why? Actually, no, he was great. He actually said it was it was not any of uh, the moral. I don't know why we're delving into talking about pornography. Because we're, like, like getting into Greg Tito's head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Well, you talked about Daniel Steele, so I feel like it's... That's uh, true. Yeah. And we're, we're actually Collins. sucking out his soul. Yes. Exactly. For mine. No, but my dad did say, he was like, oh, it, it's not that it's bad. It's just that it, it objectifies women in this <gasps> weird way. Oh, wow. You shouldn't think about them as an object. You should think of them as, as people. At least 10 dad points right there. Exactly. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah. And I think that definitely, you know, informed how I thought about it going forward. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Points to dad when I was 15 for yeah. telling me that. <laughs> yeah. And then you were like, okay. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Can I have my magazine back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also got those from my older brother, too. So. Helps to have Very, Yeah, exactly. They, 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 they have their hands on that. Mm-hmm. Literally. No. I did not think <laughs> All right. that. Oh, Sorry, guys. Hand me down magazine. We oh, digress. No. Uh, Ryan's grossing out over there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Dragon Talk is a podcast where we talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Where we talk about Greg's growing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what it was like to be Greg Tito. Mm-hmm. So, when did you get into this? This whole win in the standard, uh, talking about when did you start playing Dungeons and Dragons? Was it after you started doing yeah. Roll20? No, it was before then, but it was only five years ago. Okay. Give or take. Yeah. I met people, specifically my boyfriend, who said, hey, I do this thing. It's nerdy and cool. I was like, hey, I'm nerdy and cool. Can I, can right. I do it too, please? Is it like Dragon Age Origins? Yeah. <laughs> no, really. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can I be an elf, please? <laughs> yeah. Shai's an elf. I'm an elf. Awesome. I like to play elves. I actually, here's the thing, though. I've never played an elf. I always end up playing in Halfling because I just want to be small and quirky. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> right? Hi, hi El- the small and quirky. Yeah, they absolutely can. Yeah. 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 I want to be smaller, quirkier. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate quirkiness. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he was yeah. like, oh, I played this game. Yeah. and So I started doing it and started with 3.5. and Me too. Yeah. I like 3.5, but I like 5 better. Yeah. I know. Some people really like 3.5. Right. It's a good system. Yeah, yeah. It got a lot of uh, there's a lot of feats and things you got to know about, but yeah. it's for it, it's it's a really robust. It is. It's so robust. How robust <laughs> is it? <laughs> that sometimes I want to take a nap during character <laughs> creation. That's only. what my problem was. Yeah, yeah. Was almost like I don't I don't even want to play this game. It took a little bit. It felt like it was like days. Yeah, it really might have been. But there's always the one the first session session zero, and you're just looking through books. Yeah. Like, all right, I'll I had be somebody this. helping me, and he just kept yeah. asking me questions, and I was like, oh, no. Look at the that table. Uh, Where is the that table? It's on the chapter, in the chapter with the these. Where are the these? Yeah. <laughs> it's not too much. much. And that got even more when there was, like, more splat books and more splat yeah. books. And so, like, you had to be like, well, if you I'm know. I'm going to play you're... this cool race. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And I like that fifth, like, it made it more streamlined, so it felt like more about, like, oh, what kind of fun character do you want to play? But here's the kicker. What's that? So I was playing, I don't know, maybe my third character in a game, and I was in 3.5 and was going to play an alchemist. And I was really excited. I finally had, like, a cool idea. I was going to smash things on the ground, make people turn into werewolves. I don't remember. <laughs> but something like that. And uh, then fifth edition came out. And we said, hey, guys, let's switch this game that we're prepping to 5th edition. Nice. <laughs> so I have to transfer my character. Oh, no. Completely. Oh, no. You're like all the hard work. I have to find feats in the background and in the story. You're like, I so, just hammered through this yeah. like amazing character. An alchemist didn't exist. Yeah. So I had to be some kind of monk, which was really cool. I mean, it was a great character. Let's be real. But, yeah, that was rough. What was your character's name? 
Uh, that mm. one ended up getting scrapped, so I don't think he ended up getting a name. I think his name was going to be like Lavidius or something like that. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. Do you play uh, men, women? Do you kind of go back and forth? I go back and forth. Depends how I'm feeling at the time. I like playing. Whenever I play men, they tend to be very flirty. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. My my favorite was a gnome who just like was this little guy with just balls the size of size of Texas and just like could not stop hitting on everyone. He did okay. That's fun. Oh, yeah, he had yeah. a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He rolled a lot he of twenties. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He liked. Yeah. He, did he like taller women? Or he did. He did. He did. It's all about the attitude, you know. If you have confidence, yeah. it's true. It works. Yeah. yeah, that was true when I knew uh, uh, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Honestly enough, he had the confidence. Yeah. You could yeah. just You could just do it, and you're yeah. like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. He's Tyrion. Yeah. Now look at him. Now look at him, <laughs> running a major country in a fantasy land. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a fantasy, kind of like you, <laughs> kind of like yeah, yeah exactly. Kind of do. Yeah, Can we just like sense. add that to every sentence? Dot dot dot. In, in a fantasy, fantasy land, land. <laughs> right. host a podcast. Yeah. I'm president of a company in, in a fantasy <laughs> land. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been at Roll Twenty for uh, a year and a half. Yeah, you said. Yeah. Uh, what's it, what's it been like? Has it been a roller coaster of ups and downs and? It's been a tense? roller coaster. It's been crazy. We uh, a lot of things have happened. A lot of cool stuff, because when I started, it was shortly before the SRD5 came out. Yeah. And we went, oh, okay, we're going we're gonna to talk about this a little bit. And then we that summer, we signed our licensing agreement with D&D, and all right, everything's changed. <laughs> <laughs> and we started making lots and lots of products and modules, and we founded and expanded our module production department, oh, okay. which we just hired on some new people to do oh, more cool. stuff with that. Oh. Yeah. How, yeah. Many people, how many people are in that department? Well. Ish. Ish. Ballpark. Anywhere from two to six, depending on how you look at it. Because <laughs> okay. we, we do hire some people like for projects. Um, on, a, on a per project basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have three internal people, if you count me. Technically four. Yeah. Do you do a lot of work on that? I, I do, no. I don't make the things. Right. I make, I've make i made the video trailers, uh, okay. be, which I learned how to do, which is fun. Good on you. I, <laughs> didn't know how to make a video trailer two years ago, but it's <laughs> fun. Um, Learning skill sets on the job. Yeah. That's the way to do it. But because I was on doing licensing work, so I'd talk to wizards, and then i go talk to the magical people who know how to make modules absolutely fantastic in right. Roll20. And i say, here's what we can do. Here's what we totally can't do. Here's what I think we should do to interpret this thing and make it better. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. Really cool. Yeah, it's fun. So, in addition to all those things, that is that is that all the things you do as brand manager, or are there, <laughs> what, what other facets of, of, of the business are you? Because with a small company, yeah, I know you guys have exactly. fingers and lots of pies. Yeah, I do. Well, up until uh, we we've hired on some new people, which is awesome because I might not have to do all these things all the time, but mm. I do all the marketing, licensing, branding, and I run the Rule 20 Marketplace, which is our e-commerce site where community people can sell tokens that they make, cool artists can oh. make maps, and yeah. And they can make their own community-created modules. That's really cool. Yeah, using all kinds of you know community um, content. So do that. Uh, we recently hired on somebody to take on some more of that licensing and e-commerce work. We hired somebody to uh, our production coordinator to help us make more production, have more organization there, who's fantastic. Yeah, so I might not do everything. 
Not that I do everything. I definitely don't. There's way more right, that right. I don't touch. You wear a lot of hats, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all do. But they're not all local, though, right? Are no, they? no. We're all everywhere. I'm the only one who's here. We are an online company, and everyone's based all around the country. We're only almost all in the U.S. There's actually one person in Canada and one person in England, uh, but we all talk via webcam constantly. Constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the kind of thing where you have it up all the time or do you have like scheduled times? We have scheduled times. Yeah. Yeah. We we have tons of meetings uh, just to like make sure that all everybody knows what's going on. And we have uh, we use Slack constantly. So we do a lot of chatting. That makes sense. A lot of chatting. I don't don't mean to sound like this is bad. It's just like I know these people so well. (laughs) Yeah. And now us about our, you know, proclivities for Daniel Steele and. and, uh, Yeah. It's pretty cool. Greg's. Porn. <laughs> yeah. Dragon porn. We'll just call it that. <laughs> yeah. That's a new race a that new, was introduced in fourth new, edition. I don't a know new podcast. Right. Welcome to Dragon Porn. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> we got to run that few. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll talk to a few people and see. We'll, we'll workshop that idea. Okay. Yeah. It's an interesting Put idea. Put a pin in it. Put yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some concept illustrators to design some, I'm sure some images for it. it right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sounds like a good action podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not live. No. Stream. No. Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> <Anyway>. sorry, you guys. <laughs> oh, Ryan's ears are bleeding. It's true. He's very embarrassed. You can tell. Look, at he's, he's, he's very red-faced. He's like, I've never heard of these things happening before. I didn't know they existed. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so if you guys have any questions uh, for Suzanne uh, about Roll20, go ahead and throw them out there. I know there was a lot more earlier in the chat, but it's harder for me to That's go back up. That's what you're doing up. over there. Yeah, so throw up yeah. uh, some, some question tags, and uh, I'll, I'll see if I can uh, bring them up and uh, get the answers for questions you. Questions live. This is so... <laughs> I know, right? This is <laughs> interaction. It's happening for real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with uh, Tomb of Annihilation coming, yeah. is there anything like that's uh, a specific challenge with that one that you think uh, might be, uh, based on what you know from the stream of Annihilation anyway? I don't think so. It uh, In terms of like elements that I've never seen before, to my knowledge, having not actually seen it yet. <laughs> we'll get it to you, I promise. I know. I'll put it, I'll put it on this. We'll put it on this. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Ish. Got the head. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need, right? That's all you need is this Just amazing... Just put that uh, on every page. Exactly. <laughs> Here you guys head. go. Use that as your marker. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. And Video. tokens. Just everything is just that head over and over again. That would make at least one person very happy. Um, is there anything... Uh, this is a question coming from chat. Uh, uh, coming to Roll20 besides the module. So any like new technology or something like that that uh, uh, you can talk about? Oh, anything new. Oh, God. There's always new things. Problem is I can't talk about most of them. They're all secrets. But they're all secrets. We Come are on, doing. Just tell us one. Ha 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 ha. We are. <laughs> 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 oh dear, you got my evil laugh to come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, oh, no. you broke her. You broke her. Oh, bring it back in. Bring just it back one. In. Uh, we are doing. I'm trying to think, like, what are the things that I'm allowed to I talk know. about? Oh God, uh, there's, a, there's a huge thing that I didn't bring up, which is Roll Twenty Con. Nice. Which is our community online convention. Which is coming up online June tw- convention? Yeah. I know, crazy. Huh? So we'll just not we're we're just not leaving our houses ever. Yeah. Why do we need to? That's good. We yeah. can we can game from yeah. anywhere now with yeah. Roll Twenty. Yeah. I had to go outside to come here though. It was weird. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Roll Twenty Con. <laughs> the online convention. It's so online. what exactly is that for for people who don't know? It's first of all, it's June twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Soon. It's my very birthday. Soon. It's very, oh, really? The 25th <gasps> is my birthday. Yeah. Happy Aww. birthday, almost. Yay. 
you should play a game. I should. <laughs> I'll be camping. I'll be convention. camping. That's like the one time you can't do online conventioning is when you're I feel like you on could, but it would take a lot of prep. We'll get a satellite phone. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Do it. Tio. Yeah. Bring All a right, whole setup. Fine. I'll DM from Mount Rainier and I'll be like, yeah. it's raining down fire. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> <It's> no. <not. laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the con is going to be the, on the 24th and 25th is the official two days of the con. But actually beginning June 17th is the unofficial begin date in the sense that all plus features are going to be unlocked. So people can play around with dynamic lighting if they've never played with it before. Oh, it cool. Also, Roll20 will be ad free if you're participating in the con. So from that period on, we made it a little bit uh, longer of the unofficial period so that people could play more games. Because the idea is... Beginning like a week ago or so, you can schedule a game, go into Roll20 and create a game, either using a module or creating using a homebrew, and uh, click a little box that says this is for Roll20Con. And then, oh. yeah, and then it'll say beginning June 17th, all those features will unlock. And you can play a couple sessions. I hope you also play during the convention, which is the 24th and 25th, if I haven't said it enough times. And uh, the idea is we just want everyone to come out and play games. It's really our love letter to the community of uh -huh. just wanting to say, hello, 2.3 million people that use Roll20. Please come and play games with us for this one weekend of love and friendship and games. And we're also going to have a uh, live sort of main stage content both Saturday and Sunday, uh, which will have some of your favorite streamers and some cool people and Roll20 staff, definitely. I'm in at least one game. Uh, playing stuff live on Twitch, which is going to be tons of content. That's uh, a lot of content. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be really, really fun. So I hope if you want to find out more, go to Roll20Con.net right now. Do it. I go do. there right now. We'll stay here. But I like but that. Open I, a new tab yeah. and, and go there. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I like that because it's a way, uh, Roll20Con, I like that all the features are turned on so you can kind of test out and feel like what you like yeah, about it. So if you don't know anything about Roll20, this is a great time to yeah. jump in and, and learn. Yeah, exactly. You can play around with those features, like, you know, hide some things with dynamic lighting for fun for a couple of sessions and see how you like it, yeah. basically. Yeah. Do you find, as, as uh, you know, kind of the proselytizer of Roll20, that you have to be like, it's not that hard, it's really easy, like, here's how you do it. Yeah, I, I do that all the time. I mean, we it's like anything else. There's obviously things that you might not know if you're brand new to it. Of course, you're, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. Yeah, I now know how I know how to do everything. I might not be the fastest at it. I mm. might not be the best educator, educator, <laughs> educator, educatoring. <laughs> Right, that's how you do it. That's what teachers do. They educate. Yeah, the educator. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, that's that word. Um, but we have a wiki out there that's wiki.roll20.net that talks you through all of our features. We also have a tutorial. Um, we're definitely planning on doing some additional stuff with video content later this year that I can't tell you too much about, but we basically just want to expand the options out there for ways that you can learn how to use Roll20 easier. So uh, some people are saying it's, it's it's still very hard for them in the chat. So what what, yeah. what are some good, easy tips that you can learn you know, about to jump in, yeah. especially during Roll20Con, uh, with some of these things turned on that, yeah. uh, that you would tell people? If you're not sure, I would say definitely look into modules because they don't you don't have to worry about setting up a game. Oh, okay. You can, and there are, there's community created modules out there that you can look at. There's also, we did make a, a free module called the Master's Vault. Yeah. That's in 
uh, fifth edition. It's really it's a fun little thing. It's it's made by James Intricasso, who's someone that we know and like oh, very much. We love James. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, James is very very cool. Yeah. Yay James. Yay James. Go James. <laughs> and he made this fun, relatively. It's you can maybe finish it in a one shot. You could jump in there, and that is a good way, I think, to get started because you don't have to worry about how do I use the journal, how do I do all these other things. Characters are created for you, and you can just kind of get in there and fiddle around. And the journal is organized with, like, start here. So you, as the DM, you can go and go, ah, this is where I start, clearly, and go on from there. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Someone just said in chat, and I feel like I have to say it since yeah. we mentioned 3.5. Learning roll 20 is easier than learning 3.5. Yay! <laughs> hey, Wait. you have a new motto. <laughs> there you go. You put can that, totally use that. Put that on your mug. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> Just get a t-shirt with that. <laughs> yeah. Just for my personal use. Exactly. Don't, yeah, right. Don't want to share that anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you're going to a convention pretty soon, aren't you? I'm going to Origins. You're going to be at Origins? That's right. I'm leaving on Wednesday. We'll be there on Thursday. If anyone's coming to Origins, please find me in the D&D area third floor ballroom at the Hyatt, and we'll play Betrayal of Father's Gate. <gasps> It'll be there, playable? Yeah. What? Oh, my bringing God. It. Oh, I'm bringing it. Bo- it's been brought Both in. literally and figuratively. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have a few, a couple demos a day. You can sign up in the D&D area, and we'll just, we'll just play. That's cool. Yep. What if you get too many people? What if they're like, we all want to play? We'll start, I will, like, start crying. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. Oh I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then Trevor will come in and be like, I know what to do, and I will. you're all dead. Yeah. And he'll kill you. Yeah. He can kill off the first five people, and then we'll put new people in. Exactly. Nice. nice. That's cool. Betrayal of Gate is a super fun uh, uh, board really game. Fun. You should got to check it out. It's yep. uh, worth checking out. Is that, when does it come out? October? October 6th. Oh. October 6th. I saw it. Right. I saw it at Stream of Annihilation. Did you see people just tearing it apart? <laughs> Not like, like ripping it. They were like, <laughs> oh, playing this right now. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I saw the people going, how quickly can I open it? And yeah. how much can I look at the things? And oh my God, it's very pretty. Yeah, it was like one, I just saw it like wrapped up mm-hmm. one minute and I turned around and it was like, it was, a yeah. game, they're Ivan, playing it. Ivan Van yeah. Norman from uh, oh, Geek and Sundry, just so like, funny. he was so happy to rip into it yeah. and, uh, and yeah. start playing. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't have better people to be the inaugural game. Exactly. That's true. Yeah, there are yeah. some great pictures of that game yeah. going through. It's very pretty. Strategic pictures, not not getting too close I know. to the things. That was nice. But having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Nonetheless. Nonetheless. And, cool. the, and the components are different now? You can actually have the, the stat trackers uh, have the clips on there? Yes. Yes? Yay. Is that true? Yes. Yeah? <laughs> the clips work. What about the characters? <laughs> what about the characters? <laughs> what about them? What are they like? They're awesome. They're just awesome. They're D and D. Well, you're adventurers. You're not explorers anymore, and so there's a, just all the different types of D and D classes and races, and you even get an adventurer power to help you throughout Ooh. the game. Just the so one power one per power, character. One that's, power per that's character. That's enough. Yep. So uh, you get you know you're you can be a paladin. There's monks. There's sorcerers. There's elves. There's yeah, uh, an awesome druid. Nice. Who can turn into a badger? That's important. <gasps> A badger? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Or, a or honey like, badger? Could be. <laughs> it's okay. up to you, man. Roll, I'm going to make mine play. a honey badger. Roll play it the way you want. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, don't, I don't give a... It's, still, <laughs> it's oh. still tracking you towards insanity, right? Or is it just death? Oh, no. The, it's mo- you, you can still go insane. You can still go crazy. Okay, that's all I care You about. can still lose all your might and all your knowledge yeah. and all your speed. Yeah. And all, you can go super crazy. Cool. Yep. Cool. Yep. So it's, it does... It's the betrayal engine, but... Yeah. Just with a D and D flavor. Oh my god! And you have the fifty new haunts that are all D and D stories, <laughs> written by some of the folks in this building. By, Sam, yeah, lots of them written by our D and D team. 
I, I did a lot of people. Sorry. <laughs> No, I just <laughs> Sam uh, Simpson. Yeah, made a point of showing some people the one that his. he wrote, which Aww. I don't know if I can say. But you it's can't. Really funny. It's the best. It's the best title of, of all of them. I'm paraphrasing, but it's I'll I'll get the side slaw. You, you'll have, have you'll the, have the house slaw. That's that. what it is. <laughs> slaw. The slaw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Oh yeah. Do you remember from the media? <laughs> I do. The first draft of Shelley's media alert about this was like actually mentioned salad. Well, and it, I was like, what? These terrible <laughs> salads that eat you up from the inside? Uh-huh. Like, what What salad e. would you E. coli, eat? baby. <laughs> you got to wash that lettuce. I was like, I think I had one of those salads last week. <laughs> it was eating me up from the inside. Yeah. Oh, wait. Sla- I, like, I had that entire thought process as I was editing this. Yeah, I'm and like, then you tweeted it. I did. Yeah. I had to. Nice. Yeah, good. yeah really to call good. out to you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks well for done. editing that. Yeah. How much does autocorrect just? Yeah, that's what she said. It was autocorrect. You. Yeah, when you're typing out all kinds it was of character like, clearly names. Clearly, she stuff. meant to say salad. God, I had to learn annihilation is oh, like the hardest hard. thing to type yeah. really fast. Yeah. And I, I had to had type a it a lot in the last like three months. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? What I actually have a hard time typing. What? Betrayal. Oh no! That's I can't not spell it right. I, yeah. Not Balder. No, Balder's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Autocorrect changed it to an ER. And then I like, oh, sent out this big email bald. about That's it. That's like, Three people wrote back and they're like, great, great overview, Shelly. But did you know Baldur's Gate is you are? Like, yes, I did. <laughs> Spell check does it. I like that you mimed the pushing up yeah. the, the glasses. Very well done. It's a visual, man. It is. Yeah. We're in a visual medium now. It's a visual. Well, thank you so much for making this very visually yeah. uh, uh, exciting yes. uh, by being here. I'm so tall. You're, you're very tall. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> compared take, to us. You want to take that, that chair home? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. very tall. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Suzanne, Suzanne, how can people find out more about you and as well as Roll20, but more about you? Yeah, <laughs> only me. No, I'm kidding. It's all about you. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at I am a snarky pants. That's oh. my Twitter handle. Yeah. Uh, never changing it. Never, That's a pretty good one. Never changing it. And you can find more about Roll20 at on Twitter at Roll20app or at Roll20.net. And awesome. one, one more time, Roll20Con, you can learn about at Roll20Con.net. the best time to check it out. Yeah. If you were curious about Roll20, do it now. Yeah. Then, I mean, do it then. Yeah. Do it then. Make yeah. your con not save not. and attend that con. Yeah. Or go camping if you're Greg Tito. Dang it, I'm sorry. I didn't. Layer. I know. <laughs> I'm bad. I but know which you. one I would do. Me too. <laughs> Camping, probably? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm going to be playing Dungeons & Dragons while camping, though, probably. So oh, that's fun. That counts. I just won't be using Roll20. Which Will sucks, you be I'm using sorry. a kerosene lamp? Because if so, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, you need to be playing Betrayal with that kerosene lamp. I yeah. think camping, all those little parts? No, we got to do Theater of the Mind <laughs> style. <laughs> it would not be theater good. of the Mind style when you're camping, please. It's not but like you can be like... Somebody find the Banshee token? Yeah, Where's that Banshee it, token? It's got oh, marshmallow God. all over it. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be the worst. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, I think we're going to close out this little interview yeah. segment right now and say goodbye to everybody there. So bye. bye-bye, bye. everyone. I love talking to Suzanne. That was a lot of fun. She's really good. Yeah. and uh, I wonder if she was a theater. Oh, we didn't ask you about that. She's got that. She's got that, that vibe. thing. Whatever. Yeah. She didn't mention it, though. No. You feel like she would. Yeah. Yeah, because it comes out. Did you watch the Tonys? <laughs> no, I didn't. They were last night. I know. They were. I know. Aaron, Aaron was like, I need to watch them or I'm a bad actress. I'm like, you don't really need to. No. But they were entertaining. They were good. Did I ever tell you my Tony story? No. In college, I watched the Tonys this one Sunday because I was a theater major. It was a Sunday. And I don't even think school, no, school wasn't even in session. It was just, I was just there for the summer. And then my friends called and they said, come over. And I said, okay. I was drinking a beer. Mm-hmm. 
and I, they lived three houses away, and I was walking down the street with my Coors Light that was, like, basically empty. Freaking cops stopped me. No. And I was with a friend, too, and she ran, and I was like, you idiot. What? And I just, like, stood with my Coors Light, and then the... They actually brought us to the police station. All because like, of the Tonys? Made it re- well, that's how that's my association with the Tonys. And I was just like in the backseat, like, I was just watching the Tonys. I'm, I'm a not, theater dork. I'm a theater like- nerd watching the Tonys. And I was going to my friend's house to play card games. That's the worst. And I'm drinking Coors Light. Come on. Yeah. That was the real crime, wasn't it? Th- that you were drinking Coors Lights. Yeah. yeah. Which actually I like now. It's, it's not a bad, anyway, it's not yeah. a bad beverage. It's I'm very really tasty. I'm really mad about that. Stuff. Yeah, so then you never watch the Tonys again because no. you're like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get arrested if I watch the yeah, Tonys. Yeah, it's like a bad like connotation. <laughs> makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Well, they were they were entertaining for sure. Why? And, uh, uh, yeah, they had some, you know, uh, there's a lot of shows I don't know about. Uh, and then the celebrities that were there were, were good and showy and jokey and, and well done. So Really? Yeah. Who hosts? Uh, Kevin Spacey hosted it. No way. Yeah, yeah. So he he did a few like uh, impersonations. He did like Johnny Carson and Bill Clinton and stuff. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Which at first I was like, this is kind of hokey, but it worked. Yeah, it did. And then he like called back to his old like American. uh, uh, What's the one where he plays the verbal Clint? uh, The guy who's got the limp. Um, Usual Suspects. Him and Chasma Palminteri had like a thing, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cute." Yeah, nice. Anywho, well, this that has been was a very fun. digress. It was very fun, and I think she—if she's not a theater person, she's a theater person in, inside her she heart. She is, or it's not too late. She could still be one. Exactly. I really like her. Um, so you can find out all about Roll Twenty Con at uh, Roll Twenty Con dot net. Yeah, that's what she said. Um, or go check it out on their twitters. Uh, it's a lot Roll of stuff. Looks like it's a lot of fun. Um, and if you're playing online, uh, it's good to use uh, a tabletop like this. And if you really haven't. Good. Sounds like World 20 Con is the place to try it out. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And you will uh, not run into Greg Tito there. And I know that's probably what you worry about when you go to conventions. It is very. It's very <laughs> you won't, I won't be there. But maybe the next one or next time we'll be doing it. Um, in the meantime, uh, check out more stuff on our Twitch channel. It's twitch.tv slash dnd. Uh, we'll be streaming this live in case you ever want to see me and Shelly actually do this live you in front don't. of a camera. You just it's don't. crazy. We can throw out some chats, uh, questions in the chat if you're interested in that. Yep. Um, you also get yep. to see the lore segments and uh, stage advice segments that we record with our people there. We'll be doing that every Monday, 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, over the summer, so go check that out. Uh, we got Dice Camera Action coming uh, 4 p.m. on Tuesdays uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Go to the uh, twitch.tv slash dnd. There is a lot of stuff there. The schedule is up today. there. It will be updated more as more of these shows come up. All the groups that you saw during the stream of Annihilation uh, will be doing uh, content all summer long, so it'll be super Very fun. Cool. So go check that out. All right. All right. Uh, if you want more information about uh, Dungeons & Dragons, go to dungeonsanddragons.com. Uh, and uh, follow our Twitter page, which is a wizards underscore DND uh, on the Twitters. And if you want to ask me questions about the podcast or anything in general about Tomb of Annihilation y stuff, I'm at Greg Tito. Where are you, Shelly? At Shelly Moo. All right. Yeah. Ask her about betrayal and how you yes. can feel betrayed about Jackie Collins and uh, Daniel Steele. And being uh, on And let me know if you're going to Origins. Uh, yes, Origins coming oh, very no, soon. Oh, no, wait. This is not the last Never mind. Let me know if you went to Origins. Exactly. Let us know <laughs> how Origins was for you. <laughs> Just let me know if we met. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.